Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am so excited to be back in the presence of you and none other than my partner in crime himself, uh, both literally and figuratively, Trey Van Buskirk. What's up, man? You made me very nervous today, Dale. You've got that that face that's got a slight smile. You kind of look like the Grinch, but it's very mm. mischievous, and I'm worried where this show's going tonight. No, man, I'm excited. Um, as we, we've had pe- we have people waiting in the queue for the show to start, which always gives me a semi. And then we get in here and the first thing right off the rip, Matt says pretty stacked fight night card. And I could not agree more. This is a stacked fight night card. There's plenty of value spots. There's plenty of underdog money to be made. And there's just, honestly, we're going to cash. Um, before we get into it though, we've got a, a UFC 272 to recap. We got a bunch of stuff to catch up on. And um, yeah, so How's everything with you? What's going on? What are you drinking tonight? Are you off the sauce? Are you drinking water? Or what do you got going on? I'm off the sauce again. I am on water. Mm-hmm. Um, your boy is sick for the 13th time this year mm-hmm. thus mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. And there you are rubbing it in my face with two mm-hmm. nice craft beers to the dome. I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. It's good times. Yeah. It's a good time. So you're sick. Um, yeah. You destroyed your body forever. So why yep. don't you tell people what's going on? 
Well, I don't know if I destroyed it forever, but I just, oh, I destroyed it as of recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say maybe this is, you know, God saying to Trey, back down the cutwaters. You don't need as many cutwaters in your life. And I get that. I get that. Too many cutwaters could be a bad thing. It could also be a great thing. Send you to the moon. Um, I went to the moon a couple of times. God's telling me, dude, back it off. I'm going to make you sick again. So I'm drinking some water. I'm going to flush it through my system, own it like a champ, and get right back on the sauce, dude. Cutwater, who we are not officially sponsored by. Um, I tried their vodka mule last night. Ooh, risky play. Bro, good. 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 Really? Very good. Um, the ginger, because I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a Moscow mule, but they can't call it that for, I'm sure, some copyright reason. Spicy ginger in it. It's a spicy Ooh. ginger. So you get it and you're like, <laughs> it's good. It's real good. I'm going to have one after we're done here. Did, um, did you put any accoutrement on it or just let it like? I threw know, a lime slice out. in. I threw oh, a lime slice in. You yeah, a little mixologist. Bro, bro, I'm telling you, I'm going to go down. As soon as we're done here, I'm going downstairs, Moscow mules with, with the old lady. You know, we'll see what happens. Well, look, it must be nice, dude. You can afford gas and now you're getting these cut water mules, dude. It's, you're living it, life. It, it is nice, man. It's very nice. There is there's a lot, a lot of money to be had in my house. And that's mostly because uh, if you follow us on betmma.tips, where we are third-party tracking all of our, our plays this year because you guys asked us to do that. Uh, admittedly, took the first two events off because I kind of forgot and I was lazy. But the last few, we've been tracking them on there. Seven and six. Uh, last event and little over four units were made. So the record wasn't great, but unit management, which we preach about all the time, paid dividends there. We cashed big on Jalen Turner and cashed very large on RDA. Um, Two and two on the underdog plays, obviously the big ones in Kelleher and who was our other big underdog? Uh, Sean Yon Yon or however you say her name. Those two missed. Uh, but we cashed two other uh, underdog plays. Yeah, man, it was it was a good night for sure. Uh, I wish the record reflected it better, but anytime you're up four, you know, I think it was like four point one nine units. It's a good night, man. Like, you're gonna be mad at money in a pocket. No, no. The only thing I think I'm mad at is uh, us going against science. Uh, we did that. We did. I I I want to address a couple things because one one of the things that I love about I'll say our community. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out a way to talk about our show without sounding self-absorbed, right? So, like, okay. I don't want to, I like to say listeners. I don't like to say fans because fans sound silly. No. Listeners. Friends. Friends. Per, dude, preach. Thank you. Um, one of the listeners of our show pointed out to me, um, and, and I appreciate this honesty because it came from a, it came from a, a place of love and strength, um, sent us an e- or a DM after the event and said, Dale, um, your picks this year have been dog water, um, and I need you to be better. And I, I, I agree with them. They have not been great. Right. Right. And then he followed that up by saying, you can't invent science and then ignore it. And fair. I was like, that's also very fair, and it's coming from a position of love and respect. I don't feel like you're being a troll. So, yes, I agree with what you're saying. I will do better in your right so trade. Fuck I, you. I'm still blocking you, but thank st- you. I'm still blocking you. No, I'm just kidding. I did not block him. And I appreciate I appreciate people that come at, you know and contribute, right? When you right. when you contribute to the overall quality of everything that we're doing here, I'm all for it. You come at me with that crazy noise, I'm quick on the block button. No, judo chop, dude. Judo chop. Yeah. Yeah. Or as my my friend Mike would say a Judy chop. So a Judy chop. A Judy yeah. chop. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So 
what was your let's let's do some takeaways from 272 obviously colby comes out um phony montana which is probably my favorite name for jorge masvidal um -hmm. he just got just slowly drowned for 25 minutes as as just about everybody predicted but for the sake of our program that like you said would happen yeah well you know, it's so funny. Some can call me a hypocrite here. Um, mm. I loved everything Colby did. And mm. I know it's not fan friend friendly. It's not something the fans enjoy very much. But I actually love the way that Colby fights because he's active when mm. he's, you know, pulling someone into half guard and, you know, laying on them really heavy. You know, we see that with, you know, the Russian grapplers and time and time again, they just hold position, just, you know, try to get the points and get in and get out. Colby was doing stuff. He just doesn't have the power in his hands. But I will say, I got so nervous. There's certain fights where I could feel my heart just beating out of my chest, dude. Mm-hmm. And that was that moment right there. I wanted, I needed, and it happened. Colby Covington by decision. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I, as you know, on the show, I was leaning toward Masvidal for a myriad of reasons. Um, however, the moment they had weigh-ins and he peeled off the shirt and I saw the tattoo, I immediately texted you. He said he had a new tattoo, switching sides, switching sides. There are, well, I posted on Instagram. So if, if you didn't see it on Instagram, I'm going to give you guys three tenets that I follow, no matter what, that supersede everything on betting. I don't bet on new parents. I don't bet on new tattoos and I don't bet on new haircuts. If I see you have any of those three things going into a fight, I don't care if you're Drew Dober. I can't bet on you. I can't do it. And we're going to talk about Drew later on, but um, I can't do it. So if Cub Swanson comes out with, with, um, you know, a a new haircut, I've got to fade him. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. It's, I, I, those are three non negotiables for me new tattoos, new haircuts, and new kids. First time parents. Let me, let me rephrase that. First time parents. So, yeah. Yeah. And people are talking about the tattoo. You and I had talked about it at length. It looked like, and I said this in a text to you, it looked mm-hmm. like a 1994 gym logo, like disgusting. Like first time you use Microsoft paint type logo. It looked like, um, I know you're not a, you're not a big movie guy, so it's hard for me to say, but like if you ever watch best of the best or any like old school karate movie where it's gym versus gym and they all come in and they've got their banners, it looked like a logo from like best of the best. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was very disappointing. Very disappointed. Um, as a person that is heavily tattooed and heavily tattooed with quality artwork, it bums me out to see people with lots of money, like professional athletes and billionaires and all stuff, covered in bad tattoos. Right. You have money that I wish I had to spend on artwork, and I just, you know, it's anyway. Um, that the legs are all wonky, the thighs were too thick. It's just a mess. He lost the fight. That's all that matters. Uh, Tim says in the chat, Bryce Mitchell, you can't discount him anymore. He's going to be good money versus most featherweights. How did you feel about Bryce's performance against Edson Barboza? Do you think it was Bryce looking that good or Edson having a bad night? I I think, honestly, it's very uh, mirrors, you know, when Edson fought Habib. I know Habib is the king of the castle as it relates to that type of style, but Edson's just never been good on the get back up, dude. And Bryce, you know, Bryce saw the void, executed it very, very well. So yeah, man, I thought it was it was solid. I will say I, he wasn't as active as I'd like him to be. He definitely got pieced up. His left eye was swollen as shit. I loved his call out at the end of the fight. I love that Dana is actually going to sack up and pay the fifty k back to his kids. But yeah, it was it was a, he's a solid fighter for sure. He's definitely worth worth the the money on him. 
I, there's a couple things that I, I grossly discounted. Um, I think Edson getting rocked by the right hand changed the course of the fight. I think Edson's at a point now where he'd probably prefer not to get into a knock knockdown drag out brawl. Mm-hmm. Um, and him getting his shit rocked right off the rip was definitely not one, something that he expected because Bryce's hands were are not very good, but he got crushed. Mm-hmm. And then once that happened, he kind of just decided that's it. You know, I, I, I don't really know. I don't know if he ever cleared the cobwebs. And by then he was drowning in such deep water. There was just really no hope for him in that regard. Yeah. Uh, but Bryce Mitchell looked great. I, I really think he looked great. My, my problem with Bryce, and it doesn't come from a, a skill perspective. He is very outspoken and he is passionate about what the things he, you know, the things that he says. My concern is, well, Ariel's already tried to do this to him. The more he talks, the potential he has to dig himself into a hole because so people bad. will people will try to get people like him talking as much as they can so they can twist their words back on him. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of people, and it, maybe it's a, a testament to the nature of the MMA community, but a lot of people were giving him grief on Twitter and stuff after the fight because he said he wanted to donate half of his fight purse to – Medical center, medical center in Arkansas, children with medical needs or something like that. I think in the moment, having just been in a fist fight for 15 minutes, he, he probably just intended to say something like a medical center or a children's hospital in Arkansas. But everybody's right. acting as if there's just some, you know, some weird little hut in the middle of Arkansas with a bunch of kids wearing knee braces or something like that. That's going to get 48 grand. You know what I mean? Right. I, it just, I, it, they just, he's a target, I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to summarize and say. He's a target. He's got a target on him. So sometimes the people that talk the most get themselves in the most trouble, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, Mitchell was just on the Tucker Carlson show on Fox news. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. That's great if he is. That's oh my fantastic. gosh, I love it, dude! What if Bryce Mitchell becomes like the crossover MMA like superstar, like just that'd Campbell be awesome. Shorts, the whole, dude, I'd love it. I'd that'd love be it, great. But, yeah, that'd be great. All right, let's talk about. Do you have anything else from two seventy two? Um, I hope Kevin Holland doesn't really actually call out Cowboy. Um, I know Cowboy's got a fight set aside, but I thought that was a weak call out. Um, if you if you want to make damage in the one seventy, dude, let's go up the rankings a little bit. You don't need someone that's on their last, you know, last hurrah. Ridiculous call out. Um, and then uh, outside of that, Greg Hardy, I'm so happy, dude. Mm, that's right. The, yeah, the Greg Hardy Spivak thing. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, Spivak, way to way to roll with the punches, get it done, make him look like an absolute dude. I would have loved the submission, but a knockout with Greg Hardy getting back up, like wait, I think that was theatrical, dude. I'm gonna be honest. When he yeah. knocked out Greg Hardy, and then Greg Hardy does that whole like trying to drive a single on the ref like five minutes after. Yeah. I think that was all staged because he was like he probably wasn't out. He just fucking quit. Yeah, woman beater aside, right? Like the d- despite the domestic violence, just general demeanor of being a a piss poor person i think that there's no universe that could exist within whatever multiverse is out there where i could be friends with with greg hardy or a person like greg hardy his personality is repulsive (laughs) like he is just he's repulsive like i mean for start i i you're the looks guy i'm not the looks guy but he is (laughs) 
one just amongst the most hodgepodge like looks like a melted action figure just i am not a good looking dude and he makes me look handsome um just looks terrible and then he's covered in piss poor pat- tattoos and then the way he speaks and the way he talks about himself and his own self-confidence um and false belief in his capabilities is just yeah. staggering like just it's narcissism at a level that's on like I don't want to say it's unprecedented because there's plenty of narcissists out there. And I think probably most champions in any sport are narcissists, but I can't be around a narcissist. I need people with realistic images of, of self and ability. And he doesn't have that at all. He's staggeringly awful, awful human. Yeah. And from the tattoo perspective, being that you are an aficionado, oh I don't understand. You have the outlines for these fucking weird swords or shit you got going yeah. on your back have been outlines since you were working yeah. or you were the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you have the it. cash. Fill it in, dude. Fix it, bro. Fix fill it. it in. Fix it in. Fill in your skill set and fill in your tattoos. It's impossible when you have no talent and half a brain, dude. Uh, does he go PFL or Bellator next? Why would you give that guy a contract, dude? I see Somebody's him going like, to. Somebody's going to. So where does he draw? go? Does he go PFL um, or does he? I, somebody, I, 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 I got to start writing this down so I can give people credit for it. Um, but unlike Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell, I will say when something's not my idea, I read from somebody else who I can't remember their name. And if I say it and it's you, let me know. And I will tell you, somebody said that bare knuckle should be a prime contender to pick up Greg Hardy. And that was something I had not considered was bare knuckle. That'd be good. I see him as a Bellator fighter. Scott Coker loves those media sensations. A la Dylan Dennis. You know what I mean? I think Greg Hardy versus Matt Mitrione makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that does. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think a Greg Hardy, Matt Mitrione fight makes perfect sense. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So let, let's let's talk about this real quick. Let's mm-hmm. talk about Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell. And I'll mention them by name. Um, I want to first and foremost, before we talk about them, say thank you to the people that won shared um that that was brought to our attention by somebody that listens to the show um and i want to give hold on a second i should have had this queued up already and i didn't let me let me go back in he might be in the chat um hold on a second Mm -hmm. let's see give me one second here i'm sorry this is terrible uh terrible podcasting here i gotta go back into our mentions and try to find anyway, it doesn't the, the point of it while I'm trying to find this person's name is that that was initially brought up to us by somebody who listens to the show who sent us a message and a clip on Twitter and said, Hey, this is something you might want to pay attention to. So I looked at it and I said, Wow, that's pretty similar, right? And what that what the clip they sent was was ever uh when I said, Raise your hand if you had Kane Velasquez getting charged with attempted murder on your bingo card for 2022. Okay. That's yep. what was brought up. Um, he said there's a clip of that. I said, wow, that's pretty similar. Now, I, the bingo card meme has been around since COVID started, so it's not the newest thing in the world. I didn't just pull that out of the ether. It's there. But I wanted to watch the clip, so I pulled up Luke Thomas's show, which I don't watch because he sucks. And I thought that even before this, I've never listened to him. He's a pompous, gray-haired, six-foot-eight cuck communist. And I can't stand him. 
that dude thinks that his shit doesn't stink and he thinks that everything comes out of him is so highly intelligent and just filled with roses and bright ideas. And he thinks he is the greatest thing walking around. Dude, I don't care that you were in the Marine Corps. Thank you for your service. You're not the only veteran in the world. I don't care that you ride a train every day from D.C. to Virginia or whatever it is you do and how many stupid shows you have. And with CBS, you mean nothing to me. Nothing. Nothing. What I think this is a perfect example of is somebody that's a big guy who's lazy because you're grinding, you're putting in your in your numbers, right, Luke Thomas? You got 38 different shows. You're lazy, and Brian Campbell, who's verified somehow with 5,000 followers, who's just must know somebody at Showtime or is letting some he's somebody's banging his sister or something like that. That's how he got his job. You know nothing about boxing. You know nothing about MMA. And all of a sudden, you just think you can sit up there and stutter your way through a bit that I came up with organically in my head, and you still couldn't get it right. You stupid idiots had 14 hours after us where you could watch this clip and at least learn the jokes before you spit them out. And then you two mongoloids sit there and, okay, I think it was, I think it was Samuel L. Jackson, wasn't it? That said the thing. You're an idiot, and your show sucks. <laughs> if you're going to steal it, if you're going to copy my homework, at least change an answer up, moron. Dude, I can't stand that, dude. Anyway, <sighs> I want to give a shout out to the person that <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, dude. I just, I can't stand. I don't like laziness. Just give credit where it's due and move on. Move on. Anyway, um, so we reached out to, <laughs> we reached out to our, we reached out to our lawyer. Um, those of you who don't know, um, we, we actually do have a lawyer. Uh, one of the first things I did when I created a, sh a podcast, uh, for my previous, um, my previous project that I had, I created an LLC, which if you guys have not, whether you have a podcast or not, create an LLC, please, please. Um, oh, Edward's in here. I'm sorry, Edward. I didn't even see it. Hold on. Edward Denham. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Edward. I appreciate you, man. Um, create an LLC. It's it's a couple hundred bucks. You can do legal Zoom, or if you want a good lawyer, I can give you one. Um, it it it's literally just a haven for everything: benefits, taxes, the whole nine. Create an LLC. Anyway, it's the first thing I did because uh, the last thing we need is one of you guys choking on a piece of state classy meats using promo code FIST and saving ten percent, and then blaming it on us. Right? We're not going to do that. Um, okay. So we created an LLC. So anyway. Take the clip, shoot it over to Rebecca. Shout out Rebecca. Um, and her response is basically, does it look like he copied you guys word for word? Yes, 100% does. However, if we're going to have anything to stand on in court, you're going to need a longer form version of this or you need to watch it more to see whether or not he's he's done this on other occasions or if he continues to do it, which admittedly, I have to wave the, the white flag of surrender because I can't listen to his shitty show. Yeah, so. Yeah. For me to go back in the archives and listen to nine to 14 plus hours of garbage, um, hot dog flavored, just warm milk toast MMA takes for, for 14 hours and do that for the last two years to see whether or not he copied me again. I can't do that. I just can't do it. And I'm not going to do it moving forward because I don't want to even give him one more viewer than he already doesn't deserve. So I won't do it. Um, but anyway, that's that's where we're at with... Uh, uh, Brian Campbell and Luke Thomas. So, 
I am a little bit nervous now that you brought up this whole lawyer talk, Dale, because yeah. we have been giving out the code PUNCH uh, on allegiancecoding.com mm-hmm. to save themselves 50% off site-wide. And I'm mm-hmm. worried that people that are utilizing the code PUNCH on allegiancecoding.com are probably getting laid too much. And if they get like mm-hmm. an STD or something like that, mm-hmm. we might get sued. So guys, please, please, I'm begging you. When you go to allegiancecoding.com and you type in that code PUNCH, mm-hmm. be careful with what you wear because women will look or if you're a woman, guys will look, mm-hmm, you will most so. likely get laid, but you need to be safe. And please do not sue the show because I didn't know we were paying lawyer fees and we're already broke. So thank you. Yes. Um, Tim says I've moved past it onwards and upwards. hundred percent. We are going to move past it. I just, usually something will make me mad and then I'll do a small, small rant, but this one des- deserved a little bit more long form. So uh, we'll go ahead and clip that and post it so he can go ahead and, um, and, and, and for those of you wondering whether or not he has seen it, um, he has seen the video. Um, yeah. he has seen it. Um, one, one of the beautiful things about Instagram is it'll tell you who's looked at your things. We know for a fact that Brian Campbell and Luke Thomas have watched the video and have chosen not to respond. CBS sports has not also chosen to not respond. And I have emailed CBS's PR, um, was this like day eight now I've emailed them and they have not answered. I think they're waiting to see how serious we are. Uh, but again, this is just an opportunity. We've had news stolen from us by Ariel Helwani. Uh, we'll, we'll just we'll, one more rant, and then we're done. You're good. Those of you that wonder why we don't like Ariel Helwani, one besides the fact that he goes fighters into circular conversations and tries to make them look stupid. Uh, Ariel Helwani stole news from us before. Um, we had a piece of news that was hours and hours alone. We did the due diligence on it because we're not a big news breaking thing, but we had news and we broke it. And then Ariel Helwani took it. And then claimed undisclosed sources. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Dead to me forever. So. Hey, he's an American citizen. You got to back off, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Just another thing that our administration's gotten right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Use code punch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't hammer bets. <laughs> on the screen. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. All right. Let's get into UFC Fight Night 50, Santos versus Ankalaev. I love this card. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fantastic card. Um, out with a negative, in with the positive, and that's going to be in the black. We're flowing in money, green, candles to the moon. Let's go. Big giant uh green in the bank account. Let's get after yeah. it, bro. Let's go. Let's go. Let's we go. got two punchless alums on this card. Dude, I love that. This is the first time in Punchless history where we've had two members of the Punchless family fighting on the same card. And not only that, they're teammates now. That's fantastic. They're it's teammates. A, it's a full-on family. It's I a full-on it. family. It's a family affair. And those of you who are wondering, Drew will be on the show on Tuesday. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw. Win, lose, or draw. On. He'll be on the show on Tuesday, which I love. Um, yeah. Because we literally set that interview up the last time he was on. Uh, just said, Drew, do you want to come on after the fight? And he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, right after the Makachev fight, sitting right there. Most views we've ever done. Hold on a second. Most views yes. we, we we've ever done, and we were on Russian. We were on Russian sports Russian TV. Yeah, yeah, we were on. We were on Russian sports TV. Are us, dude? Just think about this. Somebody in some village in Russia yeah. was watching me and you. I know. Talk to Drew Dober. It's insane. We are a poor representation of the country though (laughs) like i mean we're good because we love you know united states of america but i mean 
<laughs> Come on. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm sitting there all red faced from hammering beers, and I'm, I'm just, in my I'm just smiling with my tongue out like a just... moron. Like Jesus. <laughs> Dude, every clip of ours that has like that involves Dober that's on YouTube somewhere. If you read the comments, everybody's like, "Who are these idiots?" Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, one. Every single one. The yeah. only people that don't think we're idiots are the people that listen to our show. Outside of that, we're good. <laughs> or Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell. Or apparently. Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell. Hey, my biggest fans, Luke and Brian. Shout out to you guys. If you join the show, Luke and Brian, we'll put you on the screen, man. We'll put you on the yeah. screen. No worries. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, producer Jake just sent us a thing that said, uh, right before <laughs> punchless makes it to Russia and then war cracks off. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> we stir the pot. Maybe we will be what brings peace to Eastern Europe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we will. All right, let's get into this. UFC Fight Night 50. This is a stacked card. Um, stacked card, lots of violence. Main card's kicking off, tons of violence. Alex Pereira at four and one, taking on Bruno Silva at 22 and six. Pereira is a favorite here at minus 180. Trey Silva's coming back at a plus 155. Over on our rounds is at one and a half. This is all violence all the time. I'm here for it. I'm all about it. Um, tell me how you think this fight's going to go, and we'll talk about what bets we think we're going to make here. Talk about a fight, dude, that literally the UFC is going to be sweating balls about right now, dude. They want more than anything Alex Pereira to win this fight. Could you imagine, dude, a marquee of the one guy that knocked out Izzy Adesanya and make a whole film? Dude, they just did it about best friends. Who the fuck cares? But they were able to make that into a media giant for a quick moment. A guy that knocked out Izzy, who's been pretty much untouchable since he came in the UFC, or who has been untouchable. He's fighting a guy in Bruno Silva who will walk forward. He's got hard, hard striking and fantastic ground and pound. Guy that takes a ton of damage walking forward. And same with Alex Pereira, who's got fantastic kickboxing. This is going to be a standing affair. If Bruno Silva wants to win this fight, he needs to see if Alex Pereira's got the takedown defense warranted to keep it standing. If he does not and he's able to get it to the ground, Bruno Silva poses a massive, massive threat. But I'm gonna I'm gonna quote probably the uh, greatest fighter of all time, Dale. Oh yeah, in McConnor McGregor, dude. Oh, he dude, once said, dude, "Hold on a second, your I know attempt at an Irish accent there <laughs> is not passable." I need oh, don't just say no. That's what is that? That's like an Irish Mickey. What was that? Oh boy. Oh gosh. Okay. Anyway, as you were, go ahead. Connor once said, "Present, <laughs> dude." Fuck you. My accent said it. Precision beats power. Timing beats speed. And that's what Alex Pereira is. He is pinpoint accuracy with his kickboxing. So as much as I think that Bruno Silva can take damage, something about that precision can put people out. I think that this price is warranted at minus 180. I'm all about it, dude. First team all violence to start off the main card, though. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's a couple different ways that we can try to find – some value in this fight, right? So obviously we have Bruno Silva as an underdog, which is great because Bruno hits like a Mack truck. Um, that's, let's see, one of the reported clauses in Izzy's new contract was a guarantee he'd take the Pereira fight. Whoa. MMA Fight News Daily, thank you for that. That is hot. That's weird. I, I just wonder at what point you can justify that, though, because Pereira's got to be at least four fights away from a title shot. 
Right. Not counting the Silva fight. He's got to be yeah. four. The middleweight is so log jammed. There's no way you Makachev him and put him right as number three after beating unranked people. You Makachev him. Nice you don't verb, dude. You don't Makachev him and put it right in the top five without beating anybody. You don't Chandler him and give him a title shot after beating one person in the top ten. By the uh, way, interjection real quick. Mm-hmm. Makachev's a bitch. Oh, uh, you know what? We'll talk. We'll 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 circle back to that because I I agree with you. There's been a lot of stuff that's been coming out about that RDA fight, um, which is interesting. Which is very. Did you just Jen Pizaki me, dude? Did you no, circle not at all. me back? You just mm-hmm. asked me to circle back. No. How dare you, Saki bomb me, dude? I would never. All right, all right. All right. I would never. I just we're we're in the middle of this. I want to get these fights. Proceed. Odds, right? Proceed. Okay. Proceed. All right. I'm not. I'm not pos- I don't even know how you say that, dude. What a what, dude? You want to talk about a ginger that takes souls? <laughs> that woman lives off of the blood of infants. She is terrifying. Oh my god, dude. She's not terrifying. On it. She is no one's terrifying. on it. All right. A um, couple different ways that we can make money on this fight. Bruno Silva hits like a truck. If you're on him, play him by knockout, right? I don't think he doesn't have the gas tank, in my opinion, for three rounds. So if you're on Silva, you might as well take him at the plus money money line and take him at TKO. If you're taking him at TKO, you're getting some additional plus money odds there, which is great. Um, if you want Silva and you want him by, let's see here. What was the silver by KO? I forget. I think I had that pulled up. Uh, silver by KO is at plus 225. You can grab mm. that, which I think is a great line because I think that's his path to victory. Pereira, in my opinion, yes, he won his his UFC debut, but he didn't look fantastic up until he landed the knee that, got, that led to the knockout. Um, he was getting hit a little bit. It wasn't like just this super clean destruction of – What's that guy's Michelatus or whatever? It wasn't like this steamroll that you would expect. Um, they really hyped him up, you know, glory kickboxing champ, knocked out Israel Adesanya. I don't know if his first time jitters or what. It wasn't the cleanest win I've ever seen, but he yeah. still won and it was still in devastating fashion. I take nothing away from it. And potentially we might see that minus 180 is like a Giga Chikadze situation where this might be the best line we get him at. Right. Um it, for the foreseeable future. So that's a real thing that we have to consider. It is. If you're on the Silva side, take him and take him by knockout. If you're on the Pereira side, I would take him and I would take him by knockout. Um, yeah. Those prop plays are going to help put the punctuation on your win because it's not going to come at the expense of a decision. Take it no. by the knockout. A submission is not likely here. It's going to be a knockout. Bruno Silva, gas tank, not good. Hits like a truck, though. Pereira is very good at pacing himself. And like you said, he's surgical. Almost an Anderson Silva-style approach in the sense where the accuracy, to your point, does the damage, not necessarily the power. It's where we're hitting you, how we're hitting you that's doing the damage if you're Alex Pereira. So I like all of these. Again, this is first-team all-violence. I don't think anybody's watching this fight going, decisions to play. Yeah, there will be no some way. DGENs that play decision, fight goes the decision, but under one and a half is feasible. Double it down on the under two and a half. Take your side, play it by knockout. If you're on Silva and he hits, you're at double plus money. If you're on Pereira, you're at some minus money and a little bit of plus money there. So uh, there's definitely ways to find value in this fight. You can't just take inside the distance here because it's like minus 660. It's not, it's not even worth really i mean you maybe want to leg it on a parlay if you're throwing like a lottery ticket parlay together 
not necessarily something that I love, but I feel like it's pretty much free money. It's pretty much free money. Um, inside the distance, under two and a half. One and a half makes me a little nervous. Prayer was a slow starter. I believe that his knockout came in his his debut in the second round. Silva will start fast, but if he's nervous about what's coming back at him from Pereira, he may slow it down a little bit and try to get into the second round. One and a half makes me a little bit nervous. Probably go under one and a half, man. Yeah. Probably go under one and a half here. Give me your best Irish accent right now. Um. I think I well I, I've given you my best Irish accent before. I don't think so. You gave me Mickey Mouse. I've done Mickey I Mouse before. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if I have an Irish accent to be honest with you because my Irish accent turns a, into a little bit British and a little bit Scottish. It's it's just not Irish Mickey, which you just did. So, and so, so why are you judging? I'm not judging. I just I love you enough to tell you that that wasn't good. Okay, That's it's not Irish. judgment. I just I'm not and I'm not saying mine's better. I'm just saying yours wasn't good. You're passing judgment. I'm passing a little bit of judgment, yes. Yeah. Fair. All right here. Here we go. <laughs> That's, you sound like Yogi Bear, dude. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> All right. Punchless alum, Drew Dobert, 23 and eleven, taking on Terrence McKinney. Short notice. Uh, what is this? A 10 day turnaround for Terrence? That sounds about right. Yeah, 12 and 3. Terrence a plus 150. Um or I'm sorry, what were the odds? Where'd you find the odds at? Yeah, uh, Terrence McKinney plus 144, plus 150, Drew Dober minus 165, 164, whatever the case may be. You'll find him in that range, wherever. I believe this to be pretty disrespectful for Drew. Um, I, I, can I go first on this one? Can I let my go whistle and go it. first? Okay. Yeah. Wait, and Drew, honor, you might have to pop your shirt off. I'm not going to do that. Anyway. Okay. Uh, objectively speaking, because we're, We'll be honest here. Some things that worry me about Terrence McKinney. He's a fast starter, and allegedly he's got good wrestling. Mm. Drew needs to get into a rhythm, and wrestling at times has proven to be a bit of a, of a, a hiccup. Now, this is such a far leap up in level of competition for anybody that Terrence McKinney's faced. And the fact that he steamrolled the steamroller and he went out there and beat Faraz Ziam, who is just, I mean, who's a 21 year old kid who doesn't know his head from his asshole. Um, he went out there and just bull rushed him and got him out of there. Drew is not either one of those guys. He's not. I mean, you're talking about a absolute grizzled veteran who day in and day out is training with people who are, are, are just fantastic you know, athletes, mixed martial arts, and he's getting the looks. This, I want to say this is a slam dunk for him, but you can't, I don't want to, I don't want to throw the L word on it. I don't want to call it that, but I think that this is a very disrespectful line. Very disrespectful line. I know that Vegas doesn't want to lose a ton of money on this, but if, if I'm Vegas and I want to take action on this, I'm, I'm blowing this line out. And, and, and trying as hard as I can to convince people that Terrence McKinney is a value play here and put money on him. And, the, I mean, I, I, re- I really don't understand this. I Drew Dober should be minus 200 to the minus 255 range here. I mean, the, 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 his implied, you know, percentage or probability of winning should be anywhere between 65 to 75% 
of the time here. It really should be. I minus one sixty um, doesn't do it for me in sense of the respect thing the flip side of that i think it's a great opportunity to make a lot of money here i mean i we as a rule of thumb try not to go over five units on a play um and yeah i i liked i like drew in his previous matchup and i like him in this one so yeah i'm i will i will mat bet i will max bet drew dober on saturday i i I was a little disappointed in your breakdown, to be honest, at the beginning. Um, okay. And I know that it was kind of like this aura of what you've you know heard or maybe what you've slightly seen, but a lot of people are saying right now that Drew Dober doesn't have the wrestling component. That's what I just and said. I, I know, and I don't like that. I think that's bullshit. I think that the way that that's been measured is absolutely ridiculous. People look at who he has wrestled against and how it's been performed. Yes, it's been bad, but it's been against – Islam Makachev, who's like the ace of all aces when it comes to that. So, of course, you're going to look relatively poor. That's like saying Scottie Pippen is playing basketball and people are like, dude, you're great at shooting, but you fucking suck at rebounding. And you're comparing him to freaking Charles Barkley. It makes no sense. Drew Dober is in a gym full of absolute killers in the wrestling realm. Justin Gaethje, freaking – um, you know, the welterweight champ right now, like, dude, he, he's chock full of them. He's yeah. getting the reps in it and he's getting the higher quality of competition in the gym, out of the gym, in the octagon, out of the octagon. Like he has seen way more Terrence McKinney. People can say he has a wrestling component, but dude, to be honest, he doesn't move very flowy on the ground. He's decent. Okay. at scrambling, but he can't hold position very well. Drew is very strong. He's very explosive. He's going to have the way, way, way better fight IQ. His striking is leaps and bounds. He's durable as fuck. Dude, Drew Dober is a lock in this play. I'm using the L word, dude. Terrence McKinney, this is bullshit. This line is that close. I, I agree with what you're saying, but you have to look at things slightly objectively, right? And, and, and nah. the reason, hold on a second. The reason why I say that is that Yes, he Makachev took him to the third round, which was fantastic. Um, and he went blow for blow with a world champion kickboxer in Brad Riddell. And then the sub lost to Benil Dariush. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I'm just saying, if you're looking at this and you go, how is Terrence McKinney going to win this fight, right? It's going to have to be some sort of like very quick, didn't see it coming, awkward angle knockout, which we've seen Drew basically that not be a factor for him because his chin's been unbelievable or there will be some sort of wrestling component that he can't account for that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not digging at him. I'm just saying if you're expecting an anomalous thing to happen on Saturday night on the Terrence McKinney side, that's where it's got to come from. He has to do what hasn't been done or he's got to come out there and become a Michael Chiesa style wet blanket. Right. I, I am not on the McKinney hype train. I don't think that Matt for beating Matt Frivola and Faraz Ziam gets you a minus or I'm sorry, a plus 150 number against Drew Dober. I think that's ludicrous. Exactly. I think this is like I said, this is an awesome opportunity to make money on Drew. And I'm not just saying that because he's a friend and a friend of the show. I think this is a great opportunity here, man. Yeah. You know, the, uh, a couple things. Eric Betts fights says Terrence McKinney only wins by blowing people out in first round. That doesn't happen to Drew. You're you're 100 correct. Um, Hammer Betts says betting against recency bias is the best angle to be profitable in the sport. I 100 agree with that. 100 agree. Terrence McKinney comes out, beats Farasiam, and people are like, oh my gosh, he's the greatest thing ever. And then he's he's 
he's almost even money on freaking Drew Dober. Ludicrous. It's it, it's wild. I I 100% agree with what you're saying. I'm just trying to merely state if you're going to see the win from Terrence, where what angle it's going to come from. I love so. that. That that should be a quote. <clears throat> you should get that tattooed. Betting against recency bias, the best angle to be profitable in the sport. That's like that's like a poem or something. That's, that's very know? good. It's that's very really good. It's very good. That was hot. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> wow. I, I wish I said that so I could take credit for it, but I'm not Luke Thomas. All right, here we go. Khalil <laughs> Roundtree taking on Carl Roberson. Carl Roberson's at nine and four. Khalil Roundtree at 10 and 5. Here's a wild one, Trey. Not something that I thought of. Carl Robeson's the favorite here against Khalil Roundtree. Coming into the minus 135 spot, taking on Khalil Roundtree at the plus 117, plus 115 spot. Overrun around is at two and a half. Um, it's insane. Vegas does yeah. not think very highly of Roundtree. Do you think about it? Carl Robeson's moving up from 185 to 205. Okay. You know, I know Roundtree's kind of fluctuated you know, from 185 to 205, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this this is a recency bias thing, I think, to a little bit of a degree. We thought that Khalil Roundtree was retired. We thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Didn't he live on some island with some hot chick and just? Like, uh, he was living in Thailand for a while with Mia Kang. Yeah, yeah. And then he, I think he came back stateside with her, but he came Who's back that? stateside. She's a model. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think that one, he's coming off a win um, that was devastating. It's actually I don't even want to really talk about it because it gives me the like the shivers, dude. Like that the way he won that fight against. Who was the dude's name? Uh, Bukowskis, right? Modestus Bukowskis, yes. Where yeah, and he freaking yeah, hyper of the knee. Uh, he broke his leg at the knee. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, dude, it's so gnarly. Yeah, coming off something like that, absolute killer. I've we've never we've faded Carl Roberson every single fight, and it has made us a stupid amount of money. Mm-hmm. He's not the best on the ground, which is shocking because he has submissions to his name. He doesn't have the the durability standing nor really the striking. I think you got to go with Roundtree here, even though he's had one foot in the octagon, one foot out, dude, and at plus no. money. No, no, I can't. I can't. That. I can't bet Roundtree. I really can't, man. I, I he's such a mental case. I can't bet him. Um, I, I just can't. The the Roundtree that showed up against Eric Anders was was anomalous. That was a one time thing. We we've waited to see it again since then and it just hasn't shown up he just has not shown up and he just can't really get it together come fight night and one of the things that we've seen is that he can be bullied khalil roundtree can be bullied and if carl roberson comes out there tries to bully him he'll be successful in doing it that being said we really don't know what to expect out of carl here either because he has fought very timid and realistically this is probably a fight where these dudes are looking at whether or not they're going to be employed if they lose. Um, there's a lot at stake here. If you're Khalil Roundtree, yes, you beat Modestus Bukowskis, but you've also lost. You lost two prior to that to Ion Kutalaba and Marcin Pacquiao, the win over Eric Anders and the loss of Johnny Walker. But you, you know, you're three and two out of your last five, and the fights that you were supposed to win, the Marcin Pacquiao fight, you were supposed to win that fight. You were supposed mm-hmm. to win that fight. The Johnny Walker fight, nobody knew what Johnny Walker was capable of then. But I also think the Iwan Kutalaba fight was a very winnable fight for him. Um, there, there's just a lot There's a lot at stake here. And then if you're looking at Carl Roberson, you've lost to Marvin Vittori and Brendan Allen. Your only wins inside the octagon 
um, are coming against the likes of Darren Stewart, no longer in the organization, Roman Kopilov, who I'm not sure if he's still on the roster or not, Wellington Terman, who was about to be cut until he just beat Misa Serkinov. So you're not a ton of quality wins coming back on either one of these guys. They have a very mirrored style. Um, I'm I'm on the over here. For I know sure. I know two and a half is a long time. You're about talking about 12 and a half minutes of combat here. But I think that we go out and we see a glorified sparring match, a lot of inside leg kicks, yeah. a lot of one-twos from distance, a lot of clinch up against the cage. I think this fight goes over two and a half. That's kind of yeah. where I'm, I'm willing to put my money at here because I don't trust either one of these guys to perform the way they're capable of. No, no one's going to be a bull in the China shop in the first round in this no. light heavyweight. No way. Over. Yeah, I, I like over two and a half. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sadiq Yusuf, Alex Caceres, Caceres at 19 and 12. Sadiq Yusuf at 11 and 2. Caceres at a plus 185. Yusuf at a minus 220. Over on rounds at two and a half. I'm going to let you go first here, but I'm going to say this right now. This is a hammer spot. Oh, ha- what? Hammer Sadiq Yusuf at minus 220. Oh. Hammer him here. I want to say that. This is getting, this is getting Jalen Turner at minus 185. This is this card's version of getting RDA at plus two twenty. This that that this is that this card's version of that. Hammer Sadiq Yusuf here. He's going to beat Alex Caceres handedly. Hammer him. Go ahead. Sorry. I I I want to say that, but he has been so overhyped and he has not performed. You're that's a bad take. That's not a bad take, and I'll say this. Alex Caceres, as much as you might not like him, mm-hmm. he has a couple things going for him that mm-hmm. Sadiq Yusuf does not have. Sadiq Yusuf cannot strike from distance. What? Caceres, no, let me speak. Caceres, Bruce Leroy is going to have like a freaking foot-long reach advantage in this fight. He's good at fighting from distance. He can move around the outside of the cage. I get worried at the over here and Caceres getting on points. Sadiq has struggled to get the fight going he does well in clinch but the problem is you can't close the distance with someone who has a long reach like caceres trust me dude i don't like caceres at all i think he's a dork i think he is the modern day version i can say modern day because now she's retired roxanne modafferi it's a guy that is just a dork he has his like freaking blues leroy thing going on he's not that good he's been around he's not a gatekeeper because he's not good but he's there he's the He's like the lettuce in a sandwich. You, you need it in there, but it's not like you're stoked on the lettuce. You know what I mean? Like Sadiq Youssef should get this. He's the pizzazz, dude. He's the meat of the sandwich, but he hasn't performed. So is the meat old? Maybe. Is the meat good? Could be, but I need to see it, and I have yet to see it. And if he can't get it done and get it done quickly inside the distance against Alex Caceres, then what are we talking about here? If I'm going to play Caceres, I'm going to play him, juice the shit out of it. I'm going to like get him an over, or I'm going to play Sadiq Youssef inside the distance. I had to mute myself so so I could. So good. No, no. His takes have gotten. I've gotten like my reps, dude. Let's just talk about it for a second. I'm good, and I don't show prep for shit, as you can tell. I can tell. Um, and I, <laughs> I don't agree with anything you've said. Um, I do. I do like you said the the lettuce was good. Outside of that, I'm done. I'm I'm done with you here. Uh, Sadiq <laughs> Youssef is by far and away better than Alice Caceres. Um, you're saying he can't strike a. That's just poop. That's just such poop. Um, Alex Caceres has won five in a row, but he is he has beaten the likes of Sung Woo Choi, 
Kevin Kroom, Austin Springer, Chase Hooper, and Steven Peterson in that time period. I want you to name one of those that Sadiq Youssef doesn't snuff inside of a round and a half. He Look at the people them. he's lost to, though. Why don't you rattle those off? The people that, that Alex Caceres has lost to? Yeah, quality awesome. competition. All right. Kron Gracie, Juan Wang, Jason Knight, Yair Rodriguez, Francisco Rivera, Masanori Kenihara, Uriah Faber, Edwin Figueroa, Jimmy Hedis, Mackens Semmerzeyer, and Michael Johnson. Well, I heard Faber and Yara Rodriguez. So that's it. That's all you heard. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all that's I heard. Much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, Sadiq Youssef should win this fight. Um, he's got he he will have um, equal, if not better, cardio. He will have better footwork. He carries more power. He comes from a better camp. I understand that Alex Caceres has been in the game longer and he is a grizzled veteran and has veteran savvy and has is more of a submission threat um, should he find himself in a scramblish situation. That being said, I don't believe that Yusef is interested in that style of fight. I believe that Caceres will be more than willing to be a dance partner for Sadiq on Saturday and allow this to take place at distance. For being a guy, I want to circle back. Did you call him Buddhist Leroy or Bruce Leroy? Uh, Bruce Leroy. <laughs> That's a tough one to say. Okay. Stupid name. It felt like at the time I had myself muted that you said Buddhist Leroy. Could be. Okay. We'll have to go back. he hits like a Buddhist. He does hit like a Buddhist. I think he is Buddhist too. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, I believe that Sadiq Youssef will have a willing dance partner in a striking battle with Alex Caceres. I believe his footwork will be better. I believe his cardio will be better. I believe the power resides on his side. I think it'll be faster as well. Um, I believe that Sadiq Youssef will, will dispatch Alex Caceres with relative ease on Saturday night. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Sadiq. I just, I'm just saying I'm a little scared. Okay. A little scared. Co-main event of the evening, Marlon Marais taking on, uh, oh gosh, hang on. There we go. Oh, let me ask you this. After you had kids, did your sneezes get more powerful? Mm, no. I feel like before I had a kid, when I'd sneeze, it was like, achoo. Yeah. And now when I sneeze, I could literally like make the power flicker in my <laughs> house. Like I can't bring it back in. It's unbelievable. Like when I sneeze at work and people are like, like, like a gunshot. Like, I yeah, can't. it's, it's, well, it's, well yeah, they're not doing it. They're probably freaked out because they need to now. Easy now. All right. Uh, Marlon Marais <laughs> at 23, nine and one taking on song. Yudong at 18, five and one. We got to figure it out with Chinese fighters. Do, is it Yudong song or song Yudong? It's Yudong song, but Yudong we're going to say song Yudong because it sounds better. It sounds like somebody's singing to your, to your, to your private parts. It's a song you dong. Anyway, uh, song for your dong. Song for your dong, man. Minus two forty coming back. Plus two hundred five on Marlon Rice. Over under rounds is at one and a half. Uh, before you start jerking off all the, the team alpha male guys, I know right. you got a semi underneath the desk. Go ahead and just say why song you dong or you dong song is going to win this fight, please. He's because team alpha male for life. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I this is the tail end of the career. It's been for like the past four fights for Marlon uh, Rice. Man, this come is on. it, dude. Come on. I'm convinced man. he's part of the USADA era. I don't oh. understand how someone with no body fat, none, 
can have such a bad cardio tank. It's insane. That's I've why he's 100% muscle. It doesn't matter. You should be able to matter. run. No. No. <laughs> but by that logic, you're going to tell me that the guys who win Mr. Olympia should be able to run marathons. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your logic. If you have muscles, you should have cardio. That's not how that works. Oh, all right. Well, as a frequent steroid user, you should know <laughs> how this works. <laughs> Quick, uh, what awkward, steroid? Awkward. Will, what steroid will help me with my cardio? Uh, Equipoise, dude. That's Equipoise. what they give the horses. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marlon Marais. I I was so ready for Songy Dong to bring it home for Team Alpha Male, but you. Gave me pause that he's at one of the greatest striking camps, I believe, in the world mm. in Tiger Muay Thai. When you make a switch like that, your striking means something. And we all know that Marlon Marais can get fights done. You can get him down in the first round. If you're going to play Marlon Marais, here's no way in freaking hell that he is going to win a decision. He is There is no way he has the durability. He doesn't have the cardio. He doesn't have the true strength to make it three rounds with Songy Dong, who's going to have the better cardio, the more output, the movement around the cage. Marlon Marais by KO in round one or Songy Dong, any other option. That's the play. Marlon Marais has lost four out of his last five. There's no, we can't deny that, right? There's, there's no, we can't go back in the time machine. We can't take that away. He was finished. In all four of those losses, we can't change that. Henry Cejudo, Corey Sanhagen, Rob Font, Marab. Um, split decision win over Jose Aldo. A lot of people thought Aldo won that fight. I was not on that camp. I believe that Marais won that, much to the chagrin of all the Aldo fans out there. Um, we, I know we, we give a lot of flack to the Khabib and the Islam Makachev fights. Um Anytime I say anything negative about Islam or Islam the person, well, yeah, Islam or um, Khabib, people get very upset. But it pales in comparison if you say anything even remotely resembling constructive criticism about Jose Aldo. I've never been attacked more in my life yeah. than, than saying that Jose Aldo could do better or should have, you know, this, that, and the other, or lost that fight against Marlon Marais, like absolute death threats. Um, yeah. just the, the fury of a thousand sons. If you talk negative about Jose Aldo online, people do not like that no. at all. Don't no. recommend. I like Marlon Marais, um, quite a bit. I've been on, I've, I've been on the Marlon Marais train long before he got into the UFC. And I, I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, I think he's losing to elite level competition. I don't know if Song Yudong is elite level competition. If I'm being honest with you, Trey, um, I don't know if he is. I, if, if I think Marlon Marais is going to win this fight, I think he does it in under one and a half. Right. I, I don't think he wins a decision. So I'm more inclined to bet the one and a half and give myself the breathing room with Marlon Marais. Um, I, because it allows me, if he does gas out in the first round or Song Yudong knocks him out because he's been finished in four of his last five, I can still make money. Mm. because he's getting finished um, being finished in four of your last five. If, if the chin has gone and song, Yudong is a large man. Um, he hits hard. It allows me a little bit of grace. It allows me the grace of Marlon Marais to win and allows me the grace that if he 
does lose five out of his last six by knockout. It gives me seven and a half minutes for that to happen. I like Marlon Marais if I'm going to play him. Plus money's great. But I think he's got a round to get it done. I think he's got a round to get it done. I think if you're looking at tiny props to play, Marlon Marais in round one. And maybe another, you know, like 0.25 unit on Marlon Marais round one, 0.25 unit Marlon Marais in round two. Just give yourself two rounds of Marlon Marais at at a quarter of a unit just to see what could happen. Yeah. Um, I, I don't necessarily know that I love the KO. I don't necessarily know that I love the submission. I just would pick him that round in a small unit play. Um, I don't love Song Yudong enough to play him outright into the minus 240 spot. I don't love him enough to put him in a parlay at that spot because Marlon Marais has only faced elite level competition for the last five, six years. I wouldn't dare do that. Mm. Um, I wouldn't do it. I know. I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying, dude, Apex Cage, what what dies in the Apex Cage? Le- Legends go to die at the Apex. Legends go to die. And yeah. I don't think Marlon Marais is close to being done, though. Okay. I don't think I don't think he's close to being done. I know it feels like it, but I don't think he's that close. I think he's probably got five fights left in him. Oh my god! I hope not. Holy I think I, I I think if if he loses this fight Jeez. and for some reason were to get cut, I think he's a perfect fit for like Eagle FC. That'd be good. Yeah. I mean, tell me you wouldn't love. Tell me you wouldn't love Marlon Marais versus Ray Borg at bantamweight in Eagle FC. He seems more suited for one championship, but that's just me. I would love him in one. I would yeah. love him in one. He's a one fighter. I like that. Yeah. I can see him over there. Yeah. yeah. Although, um, again, it would be a bad career move because one has a bunch of freaking killers over there. I know. I know. Just straight killers at one. So Yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, if you want to go chalk, Song Yudong is not bad. One and a half gives you a little bit of grace. Small unit sprinkles on either Marlon Moneyline or in round one, in round two. Yeah. Um, Tugger Nuts, great name. I was I saw that in the chat and I was like, geez, how great did you name. come up with that? Yeah. No, the picture matches. It's from the movie you haven't seen that's right here. Um, what? You, I I know that you, I know that you've never seen this movie. Oh no, I've seen that movie. That's the one with um, uh, the dude that pl- does blackface. Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. You saw it? What was the name? Th- Thunder Down Under or whatever. What's the name of it again? Um, Thundercats? Sh- no. <laughs> Shut up. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Tropic <laughs> Thunder. You're killing me at Thundercats. Jesus, man. <laughs> Great show, great show. Yeah, great show. Quality cartoon. All right, main event of the evening. Oh boy, I this is this is a fight day where I wish we would have alerted on it sooner. Tiago Santos, twenty two and nine, taking on Magomed Ankalaev at sixteen and one. Uh, Ankalaev here is a minus five fifty. Tiago Santos at a plus three eighty five. Earlier, you know, rewind, go in the time machine, go back five days. Magomed Ankalaev is at a minus 185 here. Um, that line's moved <laughs> as if somehow somebody knows that Santos is going to come out missing a foot <laughs> on Saturday night, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, 
I mean, can you even play him at minus 550 here? Is that even worth it? Well, I want to ask you, we talked about superstitions at the beginning of this. Now, his chick, Tiago Sanders' chick, what's her name again? The Yana, fighter? Yana Kunitskaya. Yeah, I can never pronounce that. Yana is like eight months pregnant. So in your superstitions is, is a pregnant woman, let alone like almost at the term of her pregnancy, Mm-mm. count as a new parent nope. or blend into the superstitions? It is not. It does not. The baby has to be out. The baby has to be out. Okay. Well, I with Tiago Sanders, dude, it's funny you said the foot thing, man. How many surgeries has this guy had on his leg? You know a couple. I mean? Just a couple. He's the million-dollar man, dude. He's not what he once was. He can't mm. throw that kick like he could have five years ago. He. I also think he's undersized for the division. That's a bold claim. I don't know. Dude, this uncle I have creature i'm gonna call him a creature because that's what he is he's got that beard and that weird don't put pomade in my hair he plods forwards got super heavy hands and his striking defense is like really good he'll get into a firefight like we did with uh who's the other psychopath that rebooked seven times dude this is my show prep by the way i see that yeah where you just asked me who he fought yeah who's the guy they rebooked three times and he beat him over twice do you want kutalaba Kutalaba, dude. Mm-hmm. Even when Kutalaba bit down his mouthpiece and was throwing freaking haymakers from the sun, mm-hmm. dude, he was rolling with it, selecting, mm-hmm. jumping in. With Santos, who has had a multitude of different freaking surgeries on his leg, he's going to be more measured in his approach. He's going to be much more calm. This is going to be a drawn out fight unless Uncle Ive can get in there. And then, you know what? Santos doesn't like what he feels and just kind of folds. This is. This is, I mean, there's no value play here at all. I'm actually a little bit nervous with three and a half because I think Santos is going to feel it out for a second. I like the under maybe if it's set there, but Ankalaya by murder. I won't argue that. I, I won't argue that. <sighs> I think it's good. I think your assessment, I think your assessment to the Ewan Kutalaba plod and footwork oh, is, is good. I think that's good. Um, Obviously, the footwork of Santos has dis- has dissipated quite a bit. Um, I will say this though: Tiago hits harder than Ewan does, um, and at times he has. I mean, he was capable of kicking harder. Uh, the, the, all those things were possible. Uh, obviously, it's not the case now. There is something to be said about the experience of Tiago Santos. There's something to be said about the amount of and the quality of competition that he has, and what he's seen, what what he's done. I think Ankalaev's odds make him unplayable here. Um, and Santos has shown himself to be durable. I mean, he essentially fought 25 minutes on broken legs against John Jones. Um, he is willing to realistically um, basically suffer very well for as long as the fight takes. He, he's not a guy that just disappears and gives up, right? The Rockage fight was not going his way at all. Um, the Glover to share fight, not going his way at, at all. It took it to the third round before Glover got him out of there. Um, the Rockage fight, he was sort of behind from the get-go and just just endured, just took that ass beating. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... The, the thing is, I want to say real quick, Tim says that uh, people forget... Tiago, I think I was supposed to say a fart away from stopping Glover. The Glover to share a formula, though, Tim, to to counteract what you're saying there. 
Glover Teixeira needs to be rocked in order to start fighting. So that was just that was just Tiago letting Glover know that it was time to fight. That's all that was. Because Glover doesn't fight unless you hurt him first. And then he's like, yeah. oh, 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 we're doing this now? Okay, now I know I'm supposed to fight. So, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, I, but I agree. I mean, he was close. He was close there. Um, but Tiago suffers well. And he's a puncher's chance away. One of the things that we did, we have seen with Ankalaev is we haven't seen him fight anybody that's, I don't want to say isn't any good, but we haven't seen him face the same quality competition, right? Vulcan Ozdemir. Vulcan seems to be a pretty much a flash in the pan. I think it's safe to say that Johnny Walker and Vulcan Ozdemir are the same fighter. No. In this, yeah, no, hold on a second. They come in. They get a bunch. They get three, four quick quality wins. The only difference is, is that Vulcan Ozdemir got a title shot off of his. Whereas, and that's basically just a result of the, the division not having anybody healthy at the moment. But then since then, it just loses everything. Mm-hmm. But a win over Volkan Uzdemir, a win over Nikita Krylov, wins over Iwan Kutalaba, but Dolce Longyambulu, who we're going to talk about here later on, Klitsin Abriyu, Marcin Prakniel. It's not even It's not even the same stratosphere. It's not mm-hmm. the same galaxy of competition that mm-hmm. Tiago's fought in, in, in either middleweight or light heavyweight. I think that there's a little bit of an angle to play Santos at the plus money here. But if you're asking me who I think is going to win this fight, I think Uncle Live is going to win this fight. But if you're at, if you, if you message us and say, Hey guys, I'm going to play Tiago Santos. I'm going to say, I, I wish you the best. I hope you hit because I will not play Uncle Live at minus five fifty. I will not add him to a parlay knowing that Tiago Santos is swinging hammers at him on Saturday night. And I'm not going to touch that three and a half because I have no idea whether or not Santos is going to get finished in the third round like against he did against Glover Teixeira, or if he's going to suffer for 25 minutes getting wrestle-banged by Ankalaev. I have no idea what to expect. This fight is untouchable for me outside of a small play on Tiago Santos' money line. I won't touch it. I've been having this reoccurring dream. I'm not exaggerating. For probably the past like three years, it, it comes up maybe once every four months. But I have this dream that – like much like that scene in the hangover where uh the heavier dude gets or no 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 uh the doc the dentist gets the uh like tyson, tyson tattoo, tattoo. Mm-hmm. yeah i have this thing i get just shit faced on like out partying and i wake up and i've got the tiago santos like thor of hammer on my chest yeah and then i'm waking up and i'm like how am i gonna rock this thing yeah do you all right first of all, two questions one do you know what thor's hammer's name is the hammer of Thor Mm-mm. has a name. No. You know what's name? No. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. And then two, how mad would your wife be if let's just hypothetical. Let's say you come and visit me here in Charleston, South Carolina, and we get hammered one night and you get that tattoo and then go yeah. home and take your shirt off. How mad is oh your wife? God. Dude, like livid, but well, no, because to get a tattoo, I'm not a tattoo guy. They would have to shave my chest, right? They would shave your chest, yes. Oh, so she'd see it. I can't hide it. No, you cannot hide it. So, <laughs> yeah, she'd be fucking so pissed. Like, yeah. describe to me how mad, like divorce level mad, or like 
you can't take your shirt off in front of me, Matt. Like how like, mad? Like what you level? You cannot come back into the house until you somehow come up with the cash to get that laser removed and back in the house. No way. That type of mad. Yes. Is she anti-tattoo altogether? No, no, no. She's just anti-retardedness. Anti-anti-anti-Thor's hammer tattoo. Yeah, yeah. What would you, what would your wife do? I'm covered in tattoos. I know, but if I mean that tattoo, um. Probably it would probably not go over well. Like what would happen? Nothing. I mean, there there would be some. There would be. <laughs> there would be a talk. There would be a talk. There would there would be some. There would be a conversation that was had, but ultimately we would move past it. Um, we both understand that our our bodies are autonomous, but we operate in a way that's respectful to each other, right? So we've been married this year. We'll have been married eighteen years, and and there is a balance between. Um, allowing freedom of self and expression while also being respectful for for your partner. Um, so yeah, I, I just you know I have tattoos. My wife admittedly does not love tattoos. It's not her favorite thing, <laughs> um, but she understands that I like tattoos and it's something that is um, not to say it's important to me, but it's something that I enjoy. And as long as it's thoughtful and not trashy and it's something that I want and I'm happy with. She's okay with it. Okay. Okay. Now yeah. there are stipulations like no neck tattoos, nothing on your face. Please don't get your hands done, which I wanted to for a while. Um, and I think I'm pretty much done. I think I'm pretty much done at this point. I don't think I'm going to get anything else. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm cool with it. I, I, and she has no tattoos. Um, and you know, well, I, we're okay with that. But if she That's wanted cool. one, I'd say get one. I mean, I, I've always told her, whatever you want, if it makes you happy, go for it. I'm, who am I to tell you? I mean, it's your life. You're here for a short period of time. Do what makes you happy. All right. I will say, dude, if I did get that tattoo, though, I'd be in the gym like ASAP. Oh, you, you have can't to. have the Thor thing and can't have like a wobbly sword or whatever. No, hammer, you, can't, you, know? you can't do that. You can't. No, you, that. you can't have the hammer. You yeah. can't have the you can't have the handle of the hammer like curl over the belly. Like it can't look like right. a, like a. Uh, like what's the uh, what's the Arabian sword? A scimitar, I think that's what it's called. I was gonna say like that. when you when you win one of those hammers at like a, a local fair and you have to blow them mm. up and they're like deflated. Yeah, that would be it. How how did that go again? Need to be deflated. Like this? Yeah, like that. Do you move it side to side or do you, do you how does how do you swing it? Well, it depends which way the wind's going. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, hold on a second. I got to address a couple of things in the chat. Dude, there's no way this is real life. All right. Um, first of all, Eric says, I have a Valley Tudo belly rocker, despite never having fought in my life. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I'm a fan. Bro, I'm really <laughs> I'm really excited about that, man. I'm very <laughs> excited about that. I'm very excited about that. I I have a lot of tattoos. They a lot of them have covered up previous bad tattoos that I had. Um, I when whenever like I I got a lot of tattoos when I was like 18, which is a terrible idea. Um, and you know I, used, I I've told you this before. Uh, I used to play basketball. Uh, it's, Dude. It's, it's, <laughs> Okay, hold on. I've told you this before. Every single time we have an episode, uh, you know, ball's life. Let me start off here. That's how it was. It was ball's life. Um, and 
you know, I was about that street ball life. <laughs> and there was not a lot of people that were more influential in my childhood than one Allen Iverson. And uh, Allen Iverson has a tattoo on his arm that says, hold my own. And <laughs> I, I no, I'm not, well, no, just like his, I guess the, the idea was behind it, like, you know, being an undersized guy, no matter what, in any situation, he could hold his own. Um, and I thought as 18 year old me, I thought that resonated with me quite a bit. So I went and got that tattooed on my body and it was there. It was there for a while. Yeah, it was there. It was there for a while, um, which was cool because I was in high school still when I got it. And um, shout out to Scott Stoner, the wrestling coach at Butler High School outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, because I walked into the locker room and had that tattoo on my arm and he goes, Lippin, what is that? Let me see it. And I show it to him and he goes, and he reads it. He goes, hold my own. And he says, like you just did, hold your own what? Your pecker. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, ball is life. And he yeah, was like, ball is life. And he yeah. was like, he was like, go get in the pool. It's time to swim. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway. Uh, and Tim says, my wife got a Calvin Klein tattoo on her back. Um, she did it because she likes the brand. That's that's not like where the underwear line would be. That'd be kind of rad, I guess. I guess, yeah. Uh, that'd be no different than doesn't Bigfoot Silva have the the Nike swoosh? Is he really? Or J- no, he is, it's Jay Z's signature. I think he has Jay Z's signature. Okay, yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. Um, prelims, real quick, because we're at an hour and fifteen. We're going to run through these fairly quickly. All right. Tafon and Jekway at six and one. Asmat. Mirzakhanov at 10 and 0. Jekway to plus 150. Azimat minus 174 here. Caucus Mountain Warrior promotional yep. debut. Wrestle Death. Yes. Just we're, we're cool with that. Yeah, for sure. There's no there's no other way. Okay. Yeah. All right. Chris Montino at 9 and 5, taking on Guido Canetti at 8 and 6. That's a real record of a male fighter, not a female fighter in the UFC. Um Producer Jake's ripping a ripping a bowl here, <laughs> and there we go. Guido Canetti at a plus one thirty, Montino at a minus one fifty over on our rounds is at two and a half. It seems weird to me to bet on Chris Montino based on what we saw against Sean O'Malley, but Guido Canetti's not good, right? Like we can agree that Guido Canetti is not good at fighting. We can agree on that. Yeah, I just I, I don't think we even bet on this. What did we learn from Chris Montino that he's a other than he's a walking zombie? Like that's it. We didn't learn anything. We didn't get to see his striking. We didn't get to see him wrestle. We didn't get to see him do shit except for stand there and take punishment. So, dude, I don't understand how he's getting. I mean, I know Guido Canetti's record's bad, and Guido Canetti's not good, but Chris Montenio has showed nothing. Dude, this is a this is a strategic walk away. Fight. Okay. All right. I'd be inclined to go under two and a half, but I agree. Let's just let's just save money here. Pick our spots. Dolce Longhiambula taking on Cody Brundage. Cody Brunch at six and two. Dolce Long Dolce Long and Bullet at is that eleven and three. This is one of my value spots of the evening. Um, mm. I like Cody Brundage. I yeah, think he's got a decent chin. I think he's got good wrestling. I thought he put up a decent fight against uh, Maximov. Plus money opportunity for him here against Long and Bullet, who outside of just having a lot of power, has shown himself to be pretty milk toast. Man, not a, not a huge fan outside of the physicality of Dolce. Uh, am I? I like Brundage here. I think he's a good spot at just straight money line. I think you can also, I mean, 
I mean, you're already getting plus money, but Cody by sub wouldn't be a bad thing. He's got a bunch of arm triangles to his name. He's really good at that, like, side control, lay heavy, and ground and pound. So you can find an arm, find a neck in that position. If you want to juice that plus 103 up, sub wouldn't be a bad play. Yeah. Uh, also a team elevation guy. Um, and married to, um, I believe, I think he's still married to her, Amanda Bobby Cooper, um, who uh, – didn't stand us up on this show, but stood me up on my previous show. So the curse doesn't apply, but just something to keep in mind. Okay. All right. And then we've got Sabina Mazo taking on Miranda Maverick at 11 and four. Sabina uh, Mazo coming back at nine and three. Mazo at a plus 250. Maverick at a minus 310 here. That's where we're going to spend the last little chunk of our show. Yeah. Um, I understand women's science. I understand women's science. I have been on Twitter throughout the day today. Um, I, I I respect. I respect. Um, have you have you listened to the Die Hard MMA podcast? Yes. Yeah, I love Clint. I, li- I like Clint a lot. I think Clint's a sharp guy. If you guys yeah. don't listen to the Die Hard MMA podcast, I encourage you to listen to it. Clint's a sharp yeah. guy. Um, makes a lot of money betting on fights. One one of the better guys in the space for sure. Yeah. Um, also seems to be. A very, very genuine, nice person. Um, he says that Agapova, Alexis Davis, and JJ Aldrich are all better strikers than Miranda Maverick. Hmm. Do you agree with that? Because I feel like I disagree with that. And I don't normally disagree. Like, there are a lot of people out there. And again, I, I, I try not to intake anybody's content before we record, but he posted a pic on Twitter today where he was taking Mazo at the plus two fifty. So of course I got in the comment section and just wanted to see what was going on. And a lot of people re- like this, and they think that 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 Mazo is going to have a real opportunity on the feet here against Miranda. And I don't, I don't necessarily know that I understand where that's coming from. Because in my mind, I feel like Miranda is very good with the hands and way better on the ground here. And she's such a physical specimen. Is that is that the show talking? Is that what I want to happen versus what will happen? Like I need, I need you or the chat. I need people to sort of peel back the analytics here. Because sometimes I bet with what I want to happen versus what I feel is going to happen. And I, like I said, I respect Clint and his mind when it comes to breaking this down. And he's all over Mazo here. He thinks that's a great spot for him. I couldn't disagree more. So am I very wrong? Is he very wrong? Or is there common ground here? Where are we? I think with the Mazo play, I think what you said is I don't, I don't see the wrestling component that Mazo possesses. And I think that Miranda has fought people with aggressive striking and a solid wrestling background. We've seen her fare very well. The Macy Barber thing. We talk about this every single time. She won that fight. When we talk about the Aaron Blanchfield fight, she took that on short notice and fought someone who was a little bit bigger and had a better wrestling component to her. But Sabino Mazo is someone that's getting subbed by Maria Agapova, dude. Like, I'm sorry. I think that I think Miranda is going to come in heavier. She's going to be stronger as hell. And I think she has a good foundation in both the striking and wrestling to hold her own in this fight. I just don't see, I don't think Sabino Mazo's striking is exponentially better than Macy Barber, who that is her whole game is predicated on is striking. So 
She beats someone who's got better striking. She for sure has the better wrestling. I, I don't see the, where the path to victory for Mazo is. But that goes against that goes against women's science. Not when it's a punchless alum. We we created the science in a petri dish, and to be honest, it's turned into this huge, freaking paranormal thing, dude. Like we we can't control the science anymore. It's it's now become some type of like monster, and right. it's a real monster. We created right. it though. Right. So, so that being said, shouldn't we go with it then? Should we lean into, I mean, is it, is it science or is this other guy knowing more about what he's seeing than we are? Cause I'm, I'm confused by this. I know it's punchless the lum and that should cancel it out, but I'm just, I, I don't normally find myself that far on the other side of a fence from somebody that knows what they're talking about. And I, mm. I don't quickly give praise to people and say they know what they're talking about. Cause I think a lot of people are morons. Um, but I believe that I believe that Clint knows what he's talking about. And I just don't agree with this assessment at all. Yeah. So it just, it, it's giving me pause to myself. And this is why I don't listen to people or do anything before we record, because this is what happens. My initial, when this was booked and I saw um, when uh, we got the, the alert from MMA heads that the fight was booked, I was like, Oh, Miranda's going to murder her. This is a great fight. This is a great fight. And then when Agapova came out and lost the way she did against Marina Morose, I was like, oh my gosh, Marina's going to, wherever she wants this fight, she's going to win. Because Agapova pieced up Mazo and then goes out there and looks horrible, horrible against Morose. So in my head, I start doing MMA math where I go, if the best version of the person that just lost to Marina Morose the way she did, um, can beat Mazo. How doesn't Miranda win this anywhere she wants it? Yeah, exactly. So you're coming in too confident, which is making you worried, is what okay. you're saying. So what I did, I did what any normal person would do, is I, and I I messaged Miranda and asked her what she thought. That and, was retarded. Well, I just I needed to know. I said, Miranda, how are you going to win this fight on Saturday night? And she said, I'm going to submit her. So you did you actually write her on our account? Yeah. And you asked her how she's going to win this fight? Yes. God damn it, Dale. Don't do that. Just stop it. Why? Well, first off, like you should you should be praising her and say, hey, Miranda, you're going to fucking murder this chick. I'm super excited about it. I've already locked in my bet. You by murder, it was at like minus 700 because it's going to happen. Praise her. Don't ask her. How dare you? Don't do that. Stop it. Awful disgusting hey miranda i hope you're well if you had a crystal ball to rub how are you going to win this fight on saturday night you're going to knock her out or you submit her and she goes hmm, i'm going to submit her and i said that's what i was thinking too i said best of skill this weekend looking forward to seeing you compete hope all is well can't wait to see you back on the show and she said thank you see you soon what's wrong with that i don't know it just seems it's it's pretty pathetic dude i'm gonna be honest wow that hurts man. <laughs> i was trying to get the inside scoop for our people uh i don't think miranda maverick by submission is going to be on a lot of people's cards Okay. I'm trying to do okay. what I can to put money in the pockets <laughs> of the punchless fan. And you're making me, you're trying to dog me over it. Here. No, I just think about the athlete, man. They don't need someone chirping like, Hey, just by the way, like if I was to play you, which I'm going to play you, I'm going to play you. How would I play you? Like, nah, we're not that. We're not that speed. bro. I feel like when you, when she came on the show, she was, the, that was the vibe that she gave all that. She was cool about that stuff. No, she's cool. But dude, we have to be cooler. Like you're not being a cool cat. Be a thunder cat. Do I strike you as a cool cat? 
Yeah, I think you're pretty cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right, here we go. <laughs> Dude, we're so this show's taking forever. Let's finish this up. All right. All right. I'm ready. Damon Jackson, Kamawella Kirk, Kirk at 12 and 4, Damon Jackson at 19 and 4. Basically a pick 'em. Damon Jackson by submission. Uh, for sure. There's a reason they call him the leech, dude. Okay. Damon Jackson. Appreciate that. Trevin Jones, Javid Basharat. Uh, he's a Georgian, which makes me nervous. Mm. Uh, he's also undefeated, and he's taking on Trevin Jones at 13 and 7. That being said, Basharat, despite being a, a promotional newcomer, minus 140 favorite here against Trevin Jones, plus 120. Trevin Jones, I've lost money betting against this man for three fights now. Um, but I also love Caucus Mountain Warriors, as you know. I know. I know. Do I, I take a promotional Caucus Mountain Warrior over <laughs> Trevin Jones? A promotional newcomer Caucus Mountain Warrior. Can I just continue to fade Trevin Jones until I'm right? I think you have to, dude. Perfect. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no. All right. JJ Aldrich at 10 and 4, taking on Jillian Robertson at uh, 10 and 6. This will be our science play of the night, right? No. No? Oh, We're sorry. Going- Sorry, sorry. You tripped me up. I didn't see the odds. You said earlier something about Jillian and being all psyched on her, and I said absolutely not. No, I'm on J.J. Aldridge. I will ride or die. If you guys remember from the Miranda Maverick interview, I asked her, who's the savage in the background that's not getting enough praise that you think is an absolute stud? She said J.J. Aldridge. I think the fight, the camp, who she's fought, vet savvy to a certain degree, J.J. Aldridge gets this done over the redheaded chick. Jillian Robertson. Okay. Matthew Semmelsberger at nine and three. AJ Fletcher at nine and zero. Oh. Semmelsberger minus two thirty plus one ninety on AJ Fletcher. Too steep of a price on Semmelsberger here at minus two twenty. I love me some semi the Jedi or semi mm-hmm. the Jedi. This is a lot here though. Minus two twenty is is a decent number. I know you consistently fade Semmelsberger, and it's cost you money every time. Know. You know me. I love Matt Semmelsberger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think he wins this fight. I just don't know if minus two twenty is the, is the spot to get him, dude. I Semmelsberger. I love his wrestling. I just I gotta go with the wrestler here, dude. I gotta do it. He's got good hands. He's, his hands are getting better. Hands are getting better. Also, just covered in tattoos that look like stickers. So I'm on Semmelsberger. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll wrap this thing up, guys. If you um, don't already do so, please follow the show on all social media platforms at Punchlist MMA. If you want to shoot us an email about anything, you can do so at chat at Punchlist MMA. I have a uh, small riddle for you guys if you're watching the show. Um, I saw that in the background. What, you have uh, some type of dimensions there? Just go ahead and figure that out. Comment on any of our posts between now and Saturday. Um, If you get it, if you get it, um, I will send you beer money. If there is more than one person that gets it, um, I will put the wheel back up on the board. And I can't will... see it, dude. Yes, you can. I cannot. I can't read yes. it. Yes, you can. You're going to have people screenshot this and see what that is in the background? They can do whatever they need to do. Okay. They can do whatever they need to do. If there's multiple people, we'll bring the pirate wheel back and we'll select a winner for beer money. But your homework for this uh, this week is this right here. Okay. It's kind of hard to read in your Nickelodeon handwriting, but well, you know, people what? will get it. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, yeah. All right. It, let's, so so I will, I'll, I'll read it off for you real quick. It says 489147N116100A8W. What does that mean? Figure it out. 
Wait a second. Somebody said they can't see. My, this is just. I'm telling you, no one can see it. No one can see it. Forty-eight n no forty-eight nine one four seven n one one six one zero zero eight w. Okay. All right, rock and roll. Be good to each other, guys. We'll see you next week. Bang, bang. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park